Hello, and welcome to Couch Church, a podcast from Ballina and Lennox Head Anglicans. I'm Reverend Mandy Larkin. Today I'm sharing with you from the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 43 to 51, where Jesus calls Philip and Nathaniel. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming towards him, He said to him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, Where did you come to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Very truly I tell you, you will see heaven opened, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Now I want to back up a little bit to begin with, because our passage talks about Andrew and Simon Peter, and it begins by saying, The next day. And I'm not sure about you, But that always makes me curious about what might have happened the day before. It's a little bit like sitting down to watch a movie, but you've missed the first 10 minutes, so you're not really quite sure about what's happening, so you need to let your friends fill you in. So that friend is me, and let me catch you up. The day before, both Andrew and Simon Peter were called to follow Jesus, and the day before that, John the Baptist has baptized Jesus and recognized him as the Son of God. Now, Andrew was a disciple of John the Baptist, and he was Simon Peter's brother. Andrew hears John's testimony about Jesus as Jesus walks past them, and he starts following Jesus down the road. And Andrew goes and finds his brother Simon Peter and tells him they've found the Messiah. Simon Peter, upon hearing this, also follows Jesus. And Jesus has had a couple of busy days since being baptised and he's not wasting time in gathering his followers. So, now that we're caught up, we find that Jesus has decided to head to Galilee and on the way he finds Philip and says, follow me. Now Philip goes to find his friend Nathaniel and tells him they've found the one promised in the scriptures. Now up to this point, Each of the people who have been found and then heard about Jesus have just started following him. But Nathaniel, he's a little bit sceptical. Nazareth? Anything good? Ever come from there? But Philip encourages him to come and see Jesus for himself. And Jesus is greeting to Nathaniel. Look, here's a person who's honest and tells it like it is, catches him off guard. How do you know me? He asks. And if I was Nathaniel, I think I'd be feeling just a little bit nervous right about now. 
Because when Jesus tells him there's no deceit on seat in him, he sees right into Nathaniel's heart, sees him for who he is. And it picks up on the beautiful verses from our psalm this week as well, which is Psalm 139, where David says, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You are acquainted with all my ways. Now, this response from Jesus blows Nathaniel's mind, and it affirms for him that Jesus truly is the one that the Jews have been waiting for, the coming king of Israel. But Jesus he plays down the prophetic vision of having seen Nathaniel sitting under the fig tree and instead points him to the future. That, he tells him, is nothing compared to what you will see. An open heaven and angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. And it's important to note here that when Jesus says, you will see me, he's not just referring to Nathaniel. It's a promise he's making to all those pre- all of those who are present, the plural you, all of you will see these greater things. And the image of angels ascending and descending is, of course, a reference to Jacob's dream from Genesis 28, when he sees a ladder reaching from heaven to earth. And Jesus is saying, I am the new link between heaven and earth. I am the one through whom heaven and earth is joined and the divine purposes accomplished. It's not important that Jesus comes from Nazareth. It's important to understand that Jesus comes from heaven as the one who has descended, the one to join heaven and earth. And it's Jesus through whom God's glory is revealed. And this is also important to the whole story of John's gospel. Because the promise of these more wonderful things to happen is fulfilled in the very next story, in the next chapter, when Jesus turns water to wine in Cana. And Jesus turning water to wine is the first of Jesus' signs, signs which in John's narrative are used to reveal Jesus' glory and his divinity. But back to our passage for a moment. A story about being called to follow Jesus. And you might have noticed a repetition in language, a language of finding and telling. Here we see that the witness and testimony of Philip to Nathaniel about Jesus' identity and his subsequent encounter with Jesus results in Nathaniel believing in Jesus. Each of the disciples in the opening chapter of John's Gospel were called to follow Jesus and most heard about him by others sharing their story of finding the Messiah. Andrew heard John the Baptist's testimony. Andrew found and told Simon Peter. Philip heard Jesus' call. Philip found and told Nathaniel. I've been thinking of my own call to believe and follow Jesus recently. And I found in a box of old things, a little red Gideon's Bible. And written on the front page is a date. It's the 25th of November, 1988. And that was the day that I believed and gave my life to Jesus. I was in my first year of high school and I went to a Christian school 
and I remember it was following a school assembly and there was an invitation to all of those present to pray and ask Jesus into their hearts. So in my chair among all my schoolmates I prayed a silent prayer to Jesus and started following him. And I wonder if you remember your call, the moment that you were found, the moment that you heard the good news about Jesus. And I wonder what it was like. I wonder who told you. Was it a dramatic or a quiet occasion? Or did it happen suddenly or slowly? Over the Christmas period, I was listening to some interesting statistics about Christians responding to the call of Jesus to follow him. And surprisingly to me, about 60% weren't led like I was to pray a prayer by someone else. Most people respond to the call of Jesus to follow him by hearing a personal testimony and a story from another Christian. They came to a revelation of who Jesus is without someone leading them to Jesus and through a prayer. It happens simply in the quiet of their own hearts by the power of the Holy Spirit, a personal encounter with Jesus, a personal encounter with Jesus who intimately knows them, just like Jesus knew Nathaniel's heart. Jesus knows each one of us intimately and he calls us by name. Christianity is not about rules and religion. Christianity is following Jesus and having a personal relationship with him as our King and our Saviour. If you haven't been found yet, haven't responded to Jesus calling your name, it's not too late. You can simply answer that call in the quiet of your heart by agreeing to follow Jesus. Or maybe you have answered the call of Jesus, but somewhere along the way you stopped following him. That's my story too. Luckily for us, Jesus just doesn't call once and then give up on us. The good news is that Jesus welcomes us back with open arms. And I'm living proof that no one is too far gone to be welcomed back to follow him again. If that's you, you can in the quiet of your heart recommit to Jesus. Decide that from today in 2024, this will be your year as a follower of Jesus. All who have answered the call to follow Jesus are called to find others and tell them about him. So never think that the stories you carry in your heart do not have the power to touch the life of someone else. Just think, what might have happened if John, Andrew or Philip had kept the good news of meeting Jesus Messiah to themselves? I think we'd be reading a pretty different Bible. Our stories of Jesus are powerful. And it can be scary to share your story. But I'm encouraged by Philip's response to Nathaniel's scepticism. 
Philip didn't enter into an apologetic argument and try to persuade Nathaniel with words. He simply invited Nathaniel to come and meet Jesus and to make up his own mind. We too are to share our stories with others and to invite them to come and see and to allow the Holy Spirit to reveal the truth of who Jesus is to them. Each of the disciples came to follow Jesus by hearing and then seeking out Jesus for themselves. As disciples of Jesus today, our mission is the same. My challenge this week for you is to remember and to bring to mind your stories of Jesus and then to pray for Jesus to give you an opportunity to share one of those stories with someone and then do it. Do it. Share that story with somebody who doesn't know him. And I pray for boldness as you tell others your story about being found and following Jesus and as you invite them to seek out the truth of Jesus for themselves. Amen.